Okay, I'm here on the floor of Surf Expo, and I'm here with Tony Giordano from Ocean Hut. Everyone knows him, yes. legend. Thank you very much, but Tiffany. here you're doing something really different. You are launching a surfboard brand. Yes, we have a passion project uh, that has a long history. We designed the artwork in 1978. We made a lot of surfboards at Moonlight Glassing in, Co in uh, San Marcos all through the 80s. And then we kind of let the thing drift away. And about five years ago, we brought it back softly, and the response was amazing. And there's a whole generation that doesn't know the logo or everything about cream surfboards. So since the response has been so dynamic at Ocean Hut, we thought we would come to Surf Expo and share it with people that we know, understand, respect in business. We, this is a soft opening for cream surfboards, and we really want to do it like a family. We want to be in great surf shops that we know that are like-minded like us and share what we have going on. That's been the story up till now. Nice. And tell me about that because it, it, the logo is an ice cream cone, so it, that's the yes. cream. It was made in 1978 by a good friend of mine's wife, and she gifted it to me. And we made a lot of surfboards all through the 80s with the cream logo. And now with technology, I'm on the Aku shaping software and Shape 3D. And I have a great friend in Chris Russell, who's an expert in the softwares and in the file making. So he assists me whenever I have trouble and helps me. And we bounce files back and forth. So the boards come out as good as anybody's. They're made in four different factories. They're all domestic. I want my product to be as good as anybody else's with that cream flair. Okay. And how? what's the niche you're going after? Like, you know, if someone wants this board, what are they getting? Well, I've broke it down into four segments, but the one I am most excited about is the kids because the logo is young in nature. So we feel like if we can make a board that's easy for someone to transition from a softboard to, they'll be very successful. Their first hardboard. So everything on that side is geared for 8 through 12-year-old to 14-year-old kids who are learning how to surf their first board. And that market is not, I wouldn't say it's completely overlooked, but it's overlooked to the fact that what do you sell somebody after they spent two summers on a softboard, their first hardboard. And it's such a good category because mom and dad are involved and grandma and grandpa are involved so somebody that does good in school that's 12 years old can buy a surfboard like that as their graduation present from a soft surfboard gotcha. and with everybody looking at how many lessons they give and how strong girls are coming on into the surf world we feel like a product that's devoted to them could be very successful interesting and, and what are the price points well, we make everything, so we have boards that are quite expensive, built with epoxy, carbon fiber, biaxial glass. They're in the sevens. The stuff that we build for kids can be in the 599, the 629 range. Our epoxies, fishes with color, are 695. Um, it's good stuff. It so, ranges. unfortunately, if you want to be in that import world then you have to go there. This is domestic-made surfboards. Okay, and you look like you're having a lot of fun doing it. 
Uh, it's passion. It's going to stay passion. <laughs> um, I don't really want it to overcome me. Uh, I still operate a 4,000-square-foot store that's thriving, so that's a big job in itself. But this is where a lot of the excitement and the fun comes in. And I feel like I have my hands all around this thing, which is a good feeling. And I just want to share it, not with a lot of people either, just a handful. And how has it gone selling to your fellow retailers? Uh, It's wonderful. Everyone is, I would say, almost as, as excited as I am. And some of these people are so genuine in their respect for me that uh, I think we're going to have some fun as we go along. And I want people to understand that I want to build them what they need. I don't want to say that this is the best thing you ever saw, buy it for that reason. Tell me what your consumer needs and we'll work together. I like collaboration and I am willing to collaborate with anybody who's really good at what they do. That's where the quality level will always remain in this product. That's great. And now, can we talk about your store for a minute? Like, how, sure. how, you know, how was business in 2018? We had a soggy start in the spring. We had good holidays, good memorial, big 4th of July. The weather was much better on the eastern seaboard in August, which gave us a big month in August and a real strong finish in Labor Day. Our comps for December, because it was mild, there was no snow on the ground, so I would say the East Coast, by and large, everyone I've talked to so far is up in that 7 to 9% comp for December. So I literally have no complaints, and I'm actually thrilled by the amount of people that are still willing to come to a brick-and-mortar store like mine. I appreciate that. That is something that I feel we are fortunate in the fact that we are part of the fabric of our neighborhood. So we're part of the experience, and we're thankful for that. That's great. That, that's a question. Like, did you have, Do you think you have the Amazon effect and all uh, that sort of uh, thing? Do you see it in the store? There is a strong Amazon effect, and that's why we build a lot of our own products, which we can control channels, distribution, quality, and the merchandising of them. Um, We're a branded store. We will always be a branded store. And we feel like our relationships with our brands is strong enough to help us along with the online situation as it grows. I don't know where the bell curve is on Internet shopping. There is one, just like there was for the mall. The mall came around in the 70s and 80s, prospered in the 90s, and after a 40-year run is now crumbling into workspaces, wellness places, and it will continue to crumble because its lifespan is over. Tiffany, the Internet has the same bell curve. I don't know what it is. Somebody smarter than me will have to figure out where that trend is today. But I don't think there's any way that a brick-and-mortar store will become obsolete. There may be less of them, but they're going to have to have some real meaning to the consumer. Right. Good that's point. the way I feel. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. And and anything that really surprised you this holiday season that did really well, that, that you're excited about, that you were like, wow, look at that brand or category or... Uh, I feel like the big five are all still very strong. Um, as things shift, well, we don't sell as many trunks because the volleys come back. 
So that will cannibalize a little bit of our walk short business. You have to know that. You know, the long sleeve T-shirt is being sold year-round now. It's not a seasonal item. Um, I could tell you that the hooded sweatshirt, as a pullover, our numbers are enormous from everybody, from our own brands, from our, all our top vendors. Uh, hats are big for us. Uh, we eclipsed all our unit numbers in hooded sweatshirts and hats this year, which was quite amazing to me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. After all these years. Well, I, I see a trend. Yeah. You know, um, the zip's kind of out. The pullover hoodie's in. It has to be built for boys, little girls, women, and men. And then your numbers explode. You have to categorize each segment of that business within your building to make sure you're satisfying all those segments of everyone who walks through the door. So the father can buy a sweatshirt that doesn't look like the mom's sweatshirt, and the kids can buy a sweatshirt that doesn't look like what the mom and dad are wearing. It's very important. Very important. And then your numbers grow. Yeah, that's great. And do you spend a lot of time on your private label, your own label? Absolutely. Yeah. And that is a place where we can increase our margins. We get strong market share and strong identification from and we have fun doing it that's great so it's like a it's the theory of a brand within a brand so ocean hut surf shop is a brand which i think it's become after 40 44 years we need brands inside of brands and i'm not adverse to cream becoming a brand inside a bigger brand because collaboration is in the forefront of my mind how do we make merchandise that is unique? And how does a big brand keep themselves so relevant? They collaborate with smaller people and they offer capsules of merchandise that are exciting to build, market, and be successful with. How about the supply is never as good as the demand because you only make capsules of merchandise and you keep everyone at a hungry pace and nothing goes to a lower tier. That sounds like the future to me. <laughs> sounds pretty good. Yes. Thank you for talking to me and enjoy the rest oh, of the show. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, bye.